On May 12th, Gonzalo Lopez escaped a prison transport truck. Since then, there has been a manhunt for him in Texas. Earlier this week, Gonzalo murdered a family of five, stole their vehicle, and drove 200 miles before finally being apprehended by authorities after spike strips were placed to wreck his vehicle. Gonzalo was killed in the altercation. Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver and I'm sister, I'm sister, I'm here with (laughs) my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey everybody. (laughs) That was awesome. I'm sister with my hair. (laughs) Yeah. I hope this is not a, any bit of foreshadowing for how this episode's going to go. I think we're going to reset right here. There you go. You were just still recovering from having to catch one of your tiny puppies and kick them out of your office. <laughs> they are so, you know, they're so little and fast. If they want to go in a room, there's not much you can do. Yeah. And I if heard you, you get, Bruno, Bruno, come here, little Bruno. Come on, little Bruno. Bruno, uh-huh. Bruno. <laughs> uh-huh. And then finally, all right, God damn it. Come here, Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> Had enough of this shit. You were cute. Now you're not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They are something. But, you know, while one of them is doing something and you're trying to get them out of it, the other one's into something. In some ways, I'm really glad we got two. But in others, I wonder what the hell made us think we were young enough to have two little <laughs> tiny puppies in this house. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like having twin toddlers, isn't it? In some ways, for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you take them out back to potty. One of them runs in the house, so you try and get the other one in, and he doesn't want to come in. And when you finally get him in, the other one will run right back past you and go back out back. (laughs) They know how to double team you so that Mm -hmm. you're just, your head is always spinning. I'm realizing I need to be training them better with treats, which Mm -hmm. may not always be the best policy, but in this house, it must be. Uh, It works, (laughs) as you know, with your pigs. With the pigs, all you have they all they have to hear is the dog food container opening. And they will move mountains to get to you. So I think I need like a little bag of treats for the puppies that shakes good so they can mm-hmm. hear it. So that they know once you go potty and come back in the house, you get a treat. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just uh, thinking out loud here, but I, I've got to outsmart them yeah. somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of being the one being outsmarted. <laughs> At any rate, this is our Tuesday episode, and we've got, huh, we're packed tight here. We've got a bunch going on. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Texas, get your shit together. That's all I'm going to say. Wow, Texas. Texas. 
gosh dang yeah so i'm going to turn the mic over to you for a, a true crime update yes So a really kind of, I don't know, interesting thing is happening right now. And that is that a judge has granted John Hinckley unconditional release after four days of four, 40 years of hospitalization and supervision by the courts. You may or may not remember who John Hinckley is, but John Hinckley is the man who shot Ronald Reagan in 1981. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That, that so, sounded very familiar. I've been racking my brains over here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he shot Reagan, wounded him, if you might recall, um, along with three other people in, in 1981. Uh-huh. It was an assassination attempt that was fortunately unsuccessful. And he has been in, he was in a um, psychiatric facility for 35 years. Wow. And it was deemed to be a pretty significant mental health um, emergency when he did what he did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those who are overseeing his medical care have said that he's safe to be in the community. And he actually has been in the community since 2016 um, with restrictions. So he Mm -hmm. was able to uh, live with his mother who recently passed away. Uh, he's been, he's been living in Williamsburg, Virginia, but he's Mm -hmm. still been under some court imposed conditions. Mm -hmm. And those conditions have been mandatory therapy and having doctors and therapists oversee his medical care. He -hmm. also has been forbidden to own a gun, which I think would be true anyway, because of his charges. Mm -hmm. Uh, he also cannot contact Ronald Reagan's families family or the families of the other victims of the shooting. So he, he was found. Not, yeah. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity in 1981. Okay. And so it actually, people were really, really unhappy about that. If you, mm-hmm. you know, I was six, it was a long time ago. Right. Um. So they've actually, improved the insanity defense standards since then Uh based on John Hinckley's case, because a lot of people felt like it was not right that he Mm -hmm. was found um, not guilty. But I mean, 40 years later, they've decided that he is now safe to just be released as a private citizen and will no longer receive monitoring. He is 67 years old and, you know, I mean, fingers crossed that he is well mm-hmm. and is no longer going to be a risk to anybody. Wow. But it's been a long time since anybody's talked about John Hinckley. I would imagine. Yeah. Well, here we go. Right? Interesting. So hopefully we don't yeah. have to talk to about, hopefully we don't have to talk about him again. <laughs> Let's just put it mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, please. Yeah. All right, Katie, I'm going to turn it over to you for the main case. Okay. Oh, Texas, my God. I'm really sorry for children who live in Texas for a lot of different reasons. And some of you may at me and tell me that Texas is actually a great place for kids. And maybe it is in some ways. But 
Um, as of late, it doesn't feel like it. And there's another reason why. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Gonzalo Lopez. Yes. So some of you guys may be familiar with this case. He is a convicted felon, a convicted murderer, who was being transported back on May 12th and managed to get his wrist and ankle restraints off and get through a metal box to attack the driver of the transport van. There were, I believe, 16 inmates on the van or on Mm. the bus, the bus actually. And depending on the report you read, uh, managed to get both of these uh, DOJ employees off of the bus and then got back on the bus and drove it a little ways before he they shot out the tires and he got off the bus again and ran. So that was back on the 12th. This is not the first time that he has escaped. He escaped once before and managed to stay in hiding for nine days before he was arrested. He's, oh, he's very crafty. Yeah. The thing is, this time... This is in an area where they did search and search for him from the 12th up until this week. And there's a lot of homes in that area, some of which are like vacation homes or like, you know, weekend cabin type places. Oh, so a lot of not regularly habited places. And they had been supposedly, uh, depending on, you know, the family members you listen to, uh, have been searching that area. And yet they missed some things apparently because he was holed up in one of the homes there. Or at least was at some point. So I want to tell you a little bit more about him before I tell you what, uh, what happened next. But he was in prison for a killing in 2015 he worked for or was involved with a drug cartel Mm. and near the border he killed a man this was the la mana drug cartel okay he killed a man for a forty thousand dollar drug debt he tied him up placed him in a shallow grave and bludgeoned him with a pickaxe my god and then a sheriff's deputy tried to pick him up and the uh, authorities believed that he was actually on his way to kill another man in Laredo at the time when they picked him up and he ended up in a firefight with police at that time. Oh, wow. So then he went to prison. Then, of course, in prison he escaped once. He's been convicted of two counts of aggravated assault and had eight, two eight-year sentences on that, then capital murder, aggravated wow. kidnapping, and he had another life sentence after a conviction for attempted capital murder in 2007. Oh, my God. How could they possibly be letting this guy escape? Like, how is he not in situations to make sure that he can't? Well, he should have been. Yeah. He should have been. And there is some real rumblings and grumblings right now that he had help. Oh, no. No proof of that yet, but uh, Duty Ron, 
who has a, a really popular crime YouTube channel and mm -hmm. others are saying that there is some compelling evidence that will be out shortly that he had help. My God, yeah. is this another Casey White situation? I don't think so. Probably I'm guessing not, this but... is more like bribery and money type situation. Yeah, surely could be. How scary. So he's been on the run. There's been a supposed manhunt going on for him for a while, right? So finally, the police put out a statement, the Leon County Police Department, that he has been captured. As it turned out, he was captured, uh, deceased. They, uh, he was killed mm -hmm. in a firefight with them. So how did it happen? Well, about a mile away from where he first escaped. It's been two weeks. Bear that in mind. He, a family member called the police, called the sheriff's office there and said, hey, I have family in the area in a, in a, cabin or a weekend home there uh they just went for a day trip to go fishing and we can't get a hold of them mm. so the police went to that property and discovered grandpa and four children had all been gunned down oh no and their vehicle was missing oh dear this is the truck so of it's course the an APB Yep, a white pickup, dented on the side, like a work truck, a farm truck, is, is what they determined was missing. And so mm. an APB was put out on that vehicle, and he was found 200 miles away. So he he was headed mm. towards, they think he was headed towards Mexico, and they put down spike strips, and he hit those strips, and then hit a tree, and still ended up trying to engage in a firefight with the police where they gunned him down. So he's, he's done. Wow. But four children, four children have died. And their grandpa. Oh, that's mm -hmm. so sad. Yep. Where they did he get the guns? Go fishing. So some other houses in the area were robbed. And so there's a real question about whether he had an AK, I know, that'll come as a surprise, mm -hmm. and a handgun. And they don't mm -hmm. know, uh, I don't know if they don't know, but I don't know. It, it's been reported both ways that he stole from that house a gun or those guns. There's also been reports, though, that he robbed other houses in the area. There is a report that a ghillie suit was stolen as well. Oh. And that perhaps he's been hiding out in the woods around there while the police were searching all these places in camouflage. It sure could have been. But this is what one of their family members said. This is a comment on a Click to Houston uh, news story. I'm not going to tell you the family member's name. She said, this was my family that was killed. My uncle and four of my sweet nephews. They went up to our ranch our family ranch for a day of fishing, having no idea law enforcement had found on Monday that he had been hiding out on the ranch next to ours. Oh, if law no. enforcement, who was in contact with my uncle from day one, had notified him of that, he would have never taken his four grandkids up there. Someone right? screwed up big and they will be held responsible. So, you know, according to family then, you know, there had been some break-ins 
And so I, the guns were stolen from the area. I think it's safe to assume that, but we don't know exactly what house they came from. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sad. Yep. And this was obviously a man that should never have been transported in a big group like that. Why wasn't no. he shackled? Like, yeah. there's so many questions here about, you know, you know, when you start talking mm-hmm. about his criminal history, like, this is a very dangerous, and he's escaped before? Yeah. Like, such a dangerous person. Why? Mm-hmm. Right? Why? I mean, look at all the crimes he's committed. I mean, this is a person with absolutely no conscience at all. No, no. And they, I mean, clearly attempts to protect the public were not taken in no. transporting him. No. That's terrible. No. And then in, in escape as well. So it sounds like the neighbors did know, you know, that uh, to be on high alert that he could be in the area. Mm-hmm. But then when they knew that he'd been breaking into homes, they didn't come back and report that. Right. Very concerning. And they knew that he'd been staying somewhere nearby. Oh, that's. Mm-hmm. Oof. All credit, though, to those who managed to take him off the streets. Definitely. Uh, The children that were murdered were, it sounds like, between the ages of about 10 and 16. Oh, my God. We know that some of them were high school students and some of them were more like grade school students. Yeah. That is so horrifying for their families. Their school district had put out a statement that uh, they were providing services and whatnot uh, because four children from their district had just been murdered. Mm. Yeah. Boy, when does it ever end? I don't know. So Texas, seriously, come on. Yeah. But there you go. So I am going to kick the mic back over to you for, uh, let's see, a DNA for the win. Yes. So, um, how would it feel to have a family member missing for 50 years before they've been identified? Yikes. This happened in Florida. Of course, Florida. Um, Susan Poole, who was 15, uh, went missing just before Christmas in 1972. She'd been living um, kind of back and forth with her family and a friend. Mm -hmm. And she just disappeared and nobody knew where she went her clothes and wallet were left behind like she just disappeared yeah um in june of 1974 uh human remains skeletal remains were found in palm beach county florida um she had been tied to a tree in the mangroves with wire and all oh. that was left were skeletal remains. Oh, that that's body, horrific. Yeah, very horrific. So we don't know exactly how she died, if she was left to starve there or something. But that's where the, her bones were found. But that case went cold, as did Susan's missing person's case. Mm-hmm. And no one knew what had ever happened to her until... Um, in 2015, her DNA was submitted into a national person's database. That didn't turn up anything. But, you know, we have a lot of this backlog getting looked at now with, yeah. with the new DNA 
technology. And then, oh, this is a different forensics lab, which I think is kind of funny because we always hear about Parabon. Parabon, yeah. This is Othram, which is in Texas. Okay, sure. And they, um, you know, they do the, the genealogical DNA profiles. Yeah. And they um, actually were able to provide the names of Susan's mother and her siblings. Wow. And uh, so now at least um, her family knows what happened to her. Now, wow. of course, there's questions about what happened to her. It is believed that she may have been a victim of a serial killer that was active in Florida at the time. His um, name is Gerard Schaefer. And he actually died in prison in 1995. Of course. But they do believe near Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which is where she went missing, uh, he was found guilty of murdering two other girls who were 16 and 17. Mm -hmm. And so that's it. they think it was probably him. They will likely never prove it for sure. Yeah. Um, but at least there is some closure for the Poole family. It unfortunately is 50 years too late, but yeah. it's something. Soon we're going to hear these stories with people who just barely went missing or, yes. you know, or were murdered. Like it's not going to mm-hmm. take 50 years anymore. Right. We had a DNA for the win last week that was from 2009. Yeah. yeah. We're catching up. But and the perpetrator was actually cases? was actually apprehended in that one. It's these cold yeah. ones always did. The perpetrator's always dead. And that's just mm-hmm. frustrating. Yeah. Not it a lot is of justice in that. No, and unfortunately, so often their immediate family members are too. You know, a lot right. of times they died never knowing what happened never to knowing. their person. Yeah. Their parents. Can you imagine mm-hmm. dying not knowing what happened to a child of yours that went missing? That's mm-hmm. terrible. But sure. we are very pleased with, you know, the new genealogical DNA profiles and how amazing that is for identifying people mm-hmm. and for identifying killers. So, yeah. There you have it. Another DNA for the win. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you. Well, this has been our Tuesday episode. We'll be back on Wednesday for a couple of things. We'll be back with a brand new episode. We'll be back Wednesday night for case updates. Then we'll be back Thursday night for another live stream. That is the Psychic Hour. So Mm -hmm. we still have so much more to come. And just a quick note, if you did not check out our episode yesterday, It actually aired on Friday. We did things a little out of order this week because this case is the time is of the essence and we wanted to get it out there. But it is a missing teenager from Utah, Dylan Rounds. We're continuing to track that case closely. But if you haven't watched it, please do. Please help if you can. If you've seen anything, if you know anything, if you know people in the area, please share his missing stuff. Pay attention. His family really needs the support of the community more than ever. So so much. Yep. And we'll always uh, continue to update that case as well. So thanks Definitely. so much for being here. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody. <laughs>